This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. blessing to have the honor of delivering the message of our God, our Lord and Jesus Savior, our Savior Jesus to you this morning. It's been a great season, it's been a great time and I believe that the Lord is speaking to us in a very prophetic way about things that we need to really give attention to and the essence of our walk with him and how we're going to bless but as we prepare to receive the word i want us to engage god and ask him to open our eyes open our hearts open our ears that we may see that we may understand and hear what the Spirit, what His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is saying to us. Which way to go and how to walk. Father, we pray that you turn your face favorably unto us. Let your countenance shine upon us. Because that is what we seek. When your face is turned unto us, grace abounds. We are able to do what we were never and what we have always struggled to do. So we say, Lord, look upon us favorably. Look upon us favorably. Hear our prayer. Attend to our cry. Please Oh, Lord. Rekindle the fire, oh, Lord. Oh yes, restore, replace, and restore. To me. Oh, first oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yalala sina musani katolo sayama. Marundi kasando Let's take the song. Oh Lord, you are beautiful. Oh Lord, oh Lord, you are, you are beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Strengthen to comfort. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. Your grace. Oh, we honor you, Jesus. Be exalted. Be exalted. Be exalted in our lives. Be exalted in our doings. Be exalted in all that we live for. Oh, Lord, we exalt you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Mabrokitayanda. Rallele Baba Sindiri Abosikiri Mansambo. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We worship your majesty. Oh, yes. Yes. We ask you to forgive us of every sin of omission and sin of commission. You know our hearts and you know our needs. We depend on your mercy. We depend on your grace. Cleanse us of every evil. Cleanse our tongue. Cleanse our hearts, O Lord, of every evil. Like David prayed, we pray to you this morning, Lord, search our hearts. See if there be any wicked ways. Remove it, O Lord, and lead us the way everlasting. Thank you. We bless you. We give you praise. And the saints of God shall say, Amen. 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 We thank God once again to have to hear his word. And I believe we are going higher. We are getting deeper in our walk with God. Last week, I shared on the subject of faith and works. Faith must have a corresponding action. You cannot say you have faith without an action. James says that show me your faith. In other words, your faith is never beneficial until it yields a corresponding works. James 2, 14 says, What doth it profit my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? In other words, your faith will, the profit of your faith hinges on the works it produces or the works that comes out of it. In other words, by your faith, in a warning that is given to you, you prepare to overcome whatever you are warned against. You know? That is the benefit of warning systems. It tells you what is about to happen so that you are not taken by surprise. But if you don't have faith in the warning system, when it sounds or when it alerts you that this is what is coming, you ignore it. And therefore, whatever it is that is coming would meet you unprepared. That's the whole thing. It will meet you unprepared. And then you are surprised. And of course, anything that is coming against you, meeting you unprepared, is bound to win. Even though you may have enough strength to have overcome it, if you had known. So James 2.14 says, What does it profit my brethren? Do a man say he had faith and have not worth? 
works can faith save him the easy to read version of the bible says my brothers and sisters if a person claims to have faith but does nothing that faith is worth nothing faith like that cannot save anyone hallelujah and then he compares with a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food and then one of you say to them depart in peace be ye warmed and filled notwithstanding you give him not that those things which are needed to the body what is the profit of your words in other words the easy to read version says suppose a brother or a sister in Christ comes to you in need of clothes or something to eat and you say to them God be with you I hope you stay warm and get plenty to eat but you don't give them the things they need if you don't help them your words are worthless it says it is the same with faith if it is just faith and nothing more if it doesn't do anything it is dead but someone might argue some people have faith and others have works my answer will be that you you can't show me your faith if you don't do anything but I will show you my faith by the good I do. You believe there is one God. That is good. But even the demons believe that. And they shake with fear. It says, you fool. Faith that does nothing is worth nothing. Do you want me to prove this to you? Our father Abraham was made right with God by what he did. He offered his son Isaac to God on the altar. So you see that Abraham's faith and what he did worked together. His faith was made perfect by what he did. This shows the full meaning of the scripture that says Abraham believed God. And because of his faith, he was accepted as one who is right with God. Abraham was called God's friend. So you see that people are made right with God by what they do. They cannot be made right by faith alone. Another example was a prostitute. But she, that's Rahab, referring to Rahab. It says, but she was made right with God by something she did. She helped those who were spying for God's people. She welcomed them into her home and helped them escape by a different route. A person's body that does not have a spirit is dead. It is the same with faith. Faith that does nothing is dead. Hallelujah. So anyway, if you don't have this version, don't worry. It's an easy to read version. 
but you could have put the King James on. I don't know if you did. But it's the same thing. Don't worry. Good. You must have your own Bible, by the way. So, don't always rely on the screen. If you believed in the Word of God as the power of God to save you, then you must, you must not always rely on the screen to give you the Word. You must have your own Word in the person of your Bible. Amen. So, we are continuing on the subject of faith as I have shared with you. And particularly in reference to Jesus as the light of life, as the light of this dark world. I've rehearsed several times about what actually faith does or what it means to have faith. It means to believe in that which is not seen, to believe in something that which is not seen. In other words, to believe in God that you cannot see with your naked eye. To believe in Jesus Christ's Son. To believe in the Holy Spirit whom you cannot see. You know, and I've gone over the verses so many times. So many times. And the importance of believing in what you cannot see is that listen carefully the importance of believing in the existence of things you cannot see is the fact that your natural eye is limited in what it can see so depending on your natural eye depend and 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 therefore depending on on everything about you naturally is a limitation on you let, let me let me say it in another way most of us not most of us all of us interact with the natural world that we live in through our natural self which in terms of our natural body our eyes our nose our ears our taste our ability to touch and derive information so by these five senses we are able to interact with the natural world now these five senses is not able to interact with anything that is not natural something that i cannot see i can't i can't give you description of it something that i cannot hear i can't i can't describe the sound something that i cannot feel something that i cannot taste something that i cannot smell but the question is that with all these five senses inability to experience something does it mean that that thing is not there no you see even amongst the living or creation of god the the living organisms there are things that one group can pick up that the other cannot 
For example, dogs are known to, to pick up frequencies that the human ear cannot pick up. That's why they, they become helpers in an environment where they can detect the sound, the slightest of sound. Snakes are known to be able to detect vibrations far off before you even see them. That's why you hardly... snakes. A lot of snakes are around, but you hardly see them because they pick you up before you pick them up. They pick you up before you pick them up. Snakes are able to detect even smells or... I mean, the, 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 the senses that they have, you have no idea. You have no idea. Does it mean that you not having it, it's not there? No, it's there. So, so the reason why faith is important, and that is believing in that which is cannot see, of which God is the greatest of all the what cannot be seen. Is, is that you see it helps you or it makes you overcome what is limiting you it makes you overcome what is limiting you and that is very important and, and one of the things that i want us to be mindful of as christians is that wherever you are wherever you are you must be mindful of the presence of other beings other 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 entities put it let me put it other entities wherever you are you see because christianity is a spiritual thing christianity is not a physical thing it's not a physical thing it's a spiritual thing so you must believe in the realm of the spirit where you cannot see with where you cannot see neither can you interact with your natural self and your natural senses you see so what faith does for you is to admit that your natural senses are limited and that there's more than what your natural senses can see and you know it, until you start believing this you will not tackle the things you need to tackle in your life you will not give attention to the things that you need to give attention to. And, and that's, that's very significant. That, that's very important. When you enter a room, you must always ask yourself, what spirits are here? And you see, when you ask that, that is when you begin to pray, if, command evil spirits to go out and ask for the presence of the Spirit of God to dominate and to fill the atmosphere and to fill the place. But if, if you just go in and you say, oh, me, I can't see anything. Listen, listen. That you can't see something doesn't mean that the thing is not seeing you. That you cannot see something does not mean that the thing does not see you. If I enter a room with cameras, security cameras, And I say that because I'm not seeing anybody, nobody is seeing me. So I'm taking off my clothes. 
what you don't realize is that you can easily be on Facebook naked. The whole world will be seeing you naked because the, that you don't see the security camera because maybe it's hidden. And that you don't see anybody when you look around doesn't mean nobody is seeing you. You see, so if you if you look carefully or you imagine a, a entering a room with a camera that you cannot see, but the camera is looking at you. You see, through the camera, you are visible to a whole world. You are visible to people in their homes. You see, like even as I'm standing here now, I can't see you. But you see, that I can't see you doesn't mean you cannot see me. Are you understanding something? So you need to understand this, that there's a whole world. There's a whole world that is visible or that, that, that is invisible to us by our natural eyes and our natural senses. But that is, that is it's a whole world and they can see us. They can see us clearly. They can watch whatever we are doing. The only problem is that we can't hear them and we can't communicate with them with our natural senses. Hallelujah. And this is very important because I find a lot of Christians are not conscious of this fact. But you see, if you are not conscious of the fact and you take away this, then, then, then your, the Christianity is not helping you. Then the Christianity is not helping you. Because what actually Christianity brings to your life is that component. That component which makes you to perceive, to see, and to commune or communicate with that realm. That's, that's, what, that's what Christianity does for you. Hallelujah. So as we continue on the works, faith and works, last week I started with Jesus as our light. And went on to indicate to you that the Bible says that the work of God, the work of God, the work of God, the work of God is this, to believe that Jesus Christ is sent to us by God. John chapter 6. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we're going to read verse 29. The Bible says, Then said they, I'm reading 28, Then said they unto him, What shall we do? that we might work the works of God. What shall we do? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see you rising up and walking in that which Jesus has brought into your life. Your life is going to be a testimony that Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God by the great works that shall be accomplished 
through your life because you believed on him whom he has sent. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, he said, then, then they said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God. That he believe on him whom he had sent. Hallelujah. That you believe on him. The word believe is the same as the word that is translated to have faith upon or with respect to a person or thing. It means especially one spiritual well-being to Christ. Believe. Commit into bracket to trust. Put in trust with. It says to believe means to think to be true. To be persuaded of. To credit to place confidence one of the thing believed two in a moral or religious reference used in the New Testament of the conviction and trust to which a man is impelled by a certain inner and higher prerogative and law of the soul to trust in Jesus or God as able to aid either in obtaining or in doing something saving faith the third definition is to mere acknowledgement of something of some fact or event that's intellectual faith to trust a thing to one that is his fidelity or to be entrusted with a thing. Hallelujah. So, whatever the definition is, clearly it says one thing. To believe in Jesus is to have faith in Jesus, whom he has sent. Now, if you say you believe in Jesus, if you say you believe in Jesus, where is your evidence? Where is your evidence that you believe in Jesus? You see, what, what it is is that, like James said, every belief has a corresponding work. Every belief has a corresponding work. I said, every belief has a corresponding work. So you cannot say you believe in Jesus and not have corresponding works in your life. Now, Jesus said, if you say you believe in Jesus, he said, I am the light of this world. 
I am the light of this world. Jesus said, I am the light of this world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, so if you believe in Jesus, then you should follow him. That, that's the first thing. If you believe in Jesus, if I believe in Jesus, then I should follow him. Now, how do I follow him? I follow him by first of all, thinking carefully on the things he has said. And seeing how to implement the things he has said in my life. That is, that is what it means to follow the person. The person has said many things. And I need to think of it. And implement it in my life. Because he says that he is the light of life. In other words, he, and you see, remember that when he said, he is the light, I am the light of this world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. He said it in reference to certain actions that he was being tested on. And that was what we read last week in John chapter 8 of the woman that was caught in adultery and was brought. Now, when the woman was brought, you see, Jesus was being tempted Listen carefully. Jesus was being tempted between different laws that existed. In John chapter 18, I think verse 30 or 31, it says that it is not lawful. The, the, the Pharisees, sorry, yeah, the Pharisees were asked to go and deal with Jesus. To go and deal with Jesus according to their law. And they responded to, to him that it is not lawful for them to put to death somebody. Because remember that at the time, at the time of Jesus, is it 831? 30, 1830, yeah. At the time of Jesus, I'm trying to I'm trying to teach you the Bible here and hear carefully. You see, at the time of Jesus, the, the Israelites were under the control of the Romans, and by the Roman law, they cannot put somebody to death. They cannot put somebody to death. So when they, they brought the woman that was caught in adultery. If Jesus had said stone her to death according to the law of Moses Jesus would have been found to break the law of the land or the law that existed which says do not kill. You cannot kill. So Jesus would have committed a crime. Now if Jesus also allowed her to go without anything 
Jesus would have been accused of breaking the law of Moses or the Mosaic law. Hallelujah. Jesus would have been accused of breaking the Mosaic law. So what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? He navigated beautifully the trap that was set before him. And you see, and after that, after that navigation, by saying that, okay, any of you that has no sin as a witness to this woman's sin, start throwing the stones. And meanwhile, it is required it is required for anybody to be convicted at least two witnesses two or more witnesses so you see here clearly and i must you see i'm some of us we read the bible but we don't understand what we read so i'm taking my time to explain to you so we see jesus here being faced on the left side to do something that is contrary to the law of the romans who have occupied at that time israel or were under were, were dominating the Jews and then also they had a law of God that must be obeyed which Moses gave to them so either way they were they were ready to trap him and to accuse him so by the wisdom that he displayed by his understanding that he displayed he showed them how to live a life without falling foul to satan's manipulation and many of us you see many of us what what we are not aware what we are not aware is that unless we follow jesus in his word in his instructions in every way our life satan would manipulate us and mislead us to commit sin to 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 write our own judgment without mercy and you see satan knows that we must all appear before the judgment seat of god each one of us he knows it so satan is not going to judge us he just leads you to commit acts that will lead to your condemnation that's what we don't know that we are all on a stage that we are passing through a season and at the end of the season of this life here on earth we must stand before the judgment seat of Christ we must stand before the judgment seat of Christ and each one, each one of us will be judged according to our deeds so if you don't forgive and you deal with somebody in a way and you are found to commit the same thing then you'll be dealt in that way so it's like satan is manipulating us to write our own judgment but you see jesus has come to us as a light to overcome the manipulation of satan because he satan is making us do what we don't know that this is actually what we are doing there are many things we do in life that we don't know that actually what you were doing at that point was something different from what you intended to do. Many things. And, and that's, that's what Jesus has come to deliver us from. Because Jesus is mindful of God. 
He knows God is the final authority and everything. So he has come to guide us how to live this life without committing things or without doing things that will bring to us condemnation. So when he says he's the light, he's the light to deliver us from the manipulations of Satan. The evidence of it was that Adam and Eve were manipulated by Satan. The Bible says, and the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the garden or wherever he was. The serpent was more, the word there was subtle, subtle. He was clever. He was, he was tricky. At the end of the day, he made Adam and Eve commit a sin, the effect of which we are all experiencing up to now. The effect of it is what we are all experiencing up to now. And, and, and he did that by subtly deceiving them to say, oh no, this one, it won't do this to you that was said it will do. It is going to give you that. It's going to lead you to this. You are going to be wise. You are going to be this. You are going to be that. Only to discover that when they did it, everything changed. The evidence that everything changed was the discovery that they were naked. Now everything changed. Everything changed. Apart from the disobedience to God that led them to go out of the garden. We see immediately the effect of that disobedience in terms of they discovered something unpleasant about them. They discovered something unpleasant about them. Up until that time, they had not discovered it. And meanwhile, they were seeing because it cannot be that the trees in the garden were, were spiritual trees. No, no, it's not spiritual trees because they have eyes. So they were seeing. But how come they didn't see their things that they covered? Because if there is the same eyes, he can see things. But you see, by eating the tree eating of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, they found themselves seeing things. So they thought they were doing things to make them wise, knowing good and evil. But later they discovered that uh, we may not have been wise after all. Because our knowledge of good and evil has made us to discover something in us that is not nice, that deserves covering. And you see, that knowledge of good and evil has continually manifested in our downward trend all to this day. All to this day. Hallelujah. It has continually manifested in our downward trend. We are, we are going down, 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 down. Just by our knowledge of good and evil. And what else did they lose? What else did they lose? The ability to communicate with God. Man lost that ability. Because if God would come in the cool of the garden and have fellowship with them, we can see that as sin continued to work in us, we kept on losing and losing and losing and losing our abilities to the point that we, we can no longer experience God. And that is why Jesus said, except, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Because that ability is lost completely. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Amen. And of course, he cannot see many other kingdoms or many other worlds that exist. He cannot see them. Because what it is needed to see, he's lost it. And of course, if Satan is who he's, who, who the Bible describes him to be, every step of him must lead to his 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 ability to manipulate us every step he takes must lead to his increased ability to manipulate us so jesus has come as a light to us jesus has come to help us to see and to walk in this world without avoiding the many traps of satan so as we proceed last week i told you that i'm going to explain more to you about the works that must be present in our lives now remember this remember this the bible tells us that without faith we cannot please god and jesus the one that we are to follow the one that we are to follow as he came and explained to us in the story of the woman caught in the adultery that he is the light he went on to explain that the father is always with him in john 8:29 the father is always with him and the reason why the father is always with him is that because he does the things that please the father he does the things that please the father and remember it is faith that we need to please the father so in other words our faith would make us do things that would please the father hallelujah Amen. our faith would make us do things that would please the father in other words the things that will please the father the things that will please god for us to have his presence always with us For us to have his presence always with us. We need, our, we need faith. But the first, thing I, the first thing we need to do is that what are the things? What are the things that will please God? What are the things that will please God? I said what are the things that will please God? Because if you, if you don't know the things that will please God. You can have as much faith as there is. But you, won't please, you can't please God. Because you don't know what pleases him. You may be willing to please him, but not knowing what pleases him makes you unable to please him. Even though you are determined to please him and you have everything that he needs or that is needed to please him. Not knowing what pleases him. Hallelujah. What, not knowing what pleases him makes us unable to please him. So let us look at Jesus' life to see what are the things that he did that pleased him in summary in summary hallelujah we are still in john chapter 8 are you here with me
So the verse 29 is that, and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. Reason. Reason. I, for I do always those things that please him. In the, the easy to read version says, the one who sent me is with me. I always do what pleases him. So he has not left me alone. Amen. So he has not left me alone. Good. Let's turn to John chapter 6. I, want us, I wanted to read the scripture for you to see as Jesus was talking about the work of God is to believe on him that sent him. Verse 29. Maybe let's let's read a little bit. Uh, let's read the Bible small. Do you, do you want to read the Bible? You must read the Bible. You must want to read the Bible. You must read the Bible and enjoy it. So 29, Jesus said, and Jesus, uh, Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he has sent. This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. Then they asked for a sign, verse 30, and they tried to reduce the miracle that they have experienced. They tried to reduce the miracle that they have experienced. So Jesus says to them, by, okay, by saying to Jesus, listen, give us a better sign. Give us a better sign so that we can actually believe thee and do the work and do what you have asked us. Because you said the work of God is to believe in you. So give us a sign that we may see and believe thee. What does thou work? And they try to explain to you that don't tell us that the miracle of the bread is a sign that God has sent you or you are the son of God. Because Moses gave us, this thing is not new. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert as it is written. And he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus responded and said, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven. The bread you ate, you don't know where it came from, but it's not the bread from heaven. But my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then they said unto him, Evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never test. But I said unto you, you have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And he that cometh to me I will in no wise cast away. Listen carefully. Now Jesus is giving us hints of what he said. He said something. I always do what pleases God. And the work of our faith is in doing things that will please God. Amen. The work of our faith is in doing things that will please God. 
And this, for I came down from heaven, verse 38, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will. Listen. So, so you see now, Jesus is giving us what we must do. He is telling us what makes the Father pleased with him. The first point is that he came down from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of him that sent him. Now, what about you? What about you? What about you? You see, if Jesus is your light, Jesus is my light, and I'm to follow him, then I must, I must, I must run my life according to what ran his life whilst he's here on earth. I must live my life according to how he lived his life whilst here on earth. That is what it means to follow. That is what it means to follow. You do, you look at what the person is doing and you do the same. You think through and do the same. So Jesus is here telling us that he always does what pleases the father. Now somebody will ask, what is it? What exactly is it that pleases the father? Now the truth is that there are thousand and one things that you may do which may please the father. But a summary of it, a summary, a summary of it is given in this. That Jesus said, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Now, therefore, if you are to be a follower of Jesus and you are indeed to walk in the light of life, then you must do what the giver of life wants, not what you want. That's a mistake a lot of us make. is to do what we want. And never for a moment seek what the one who has given us the life wants. But Jesus is showing us clearly here. I said Jesus is showing us clearly here that to please God, the works, the summary of the works of your life must be to do the will of him who has given you life. Hallelujah. And he says, and this is the Father's will. And you see, he said, I came to do his will. I came to do the will of him that sent me and not my own will. And he says, what is that will? And he said, this is the Father's will. This is the Father's will. What is the Father's will? He said, and this is the Father's will which he had sent me. That of all which he had given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again on the last day. 
You want to say, Bishop, excuse me, what has God given me that I should lose nothing? <laughs> Do you want an answer? Do you want an answer? I said, do you want an answer? I said, do you want an answer? Jesus said, this is what Jesus said. It says, and this is the will which had, this is the will, this is the Father's will which had sent me. That of all which he had given me, I should lose nothing. Of all that he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up unto the last day. Now, what has he given you? I'm asking you, what has he given you? You think I'm going to say he's giving you talent? No, no, no. no. It's, it's not talent. You got it wrong. Listen, he has given you life. He has given you life. I said, he has given you life. I said, he has given you life. I said, he has given you life. Your work, your duty, if you want to do what pleases him. As we see Jesus showing us what pleases God by doing his will. And that of all that, the, this is the Father's will, that of all that he has given me, I should lose nothing. Then of all that he has given you, which is life, which is life, you should not lose it. I said of all which he has given you, you should not lose it. So if there's anything that should preoccupy you, if you want to please God, then you should seek or find out what would make you not to lose the life that he has given you. Hmm. What should not to lose the life that he has given you? And he says, and Jesus goes on to explain, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up on the last day. Hallelujah. You know, I feel like praying. That's what I feel like right now. It's just to pray. Because I believe that the Lord would hear us when we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. I ask you a question. Jesus, our light, is saying that he did not come to do his own will, but to do the will of him that sent him. And that the will of him that sent him is that of all which he had given him, he should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent him, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. 
and will raise him up. Hallelujah. So this is this was this was what Jesus was doing to please the Lord. And he told her of all the main thing is not to lose anything that has been given to you. And remember that Jesus is our light. Jesus is our light. Jesus is our guide. Jesus is our director or our 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 he guides us through navigates this life so that the enemy will not gain advantage over us but rather we would gain advantage over him now what is it that would make you not lose what has been given to you i said what is it that will make you not lose what has been given to you hallelujah Amen. I said what is it that would make you not lose what has been given to you hallelujah hallelujah I feel so blessed already there are many verses I could read But I want to read Luke chapter 9. Jesus is the true light. Jesus is the true light of life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are you ready for what, what I'm about to tell you? Verse 24. Are you, are you there? It says, For whosoever would save his life, the life that has been given to you, that you are not supposed to lose. This is how you save it. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's as simple as ABC. This is how you save your life. This is how you save your life. I said, this is how you save your life. Jesus said, this is a will that I should lose all that has been given to me. And I said, what has been given to you other than life? Your life that you have belongs to God. I said your life that you have belongs to God. And Jesus 
clearly has shown us how we can save this life and not lose it. This is what he says. By losing it for the sake of the gospel. He says, for whosoever would save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same, the same, the same shall find it. What does the New Living Translation say? try to hang on to your life you will lose it but if you give up your life for my sake you save it it's as simple as ABC I said it's as simple as ABC but you see I love Jesus he really he's really is my light because he tells me i said he tells me every step that i need to take he identifies the challenges that will present itself against the steps that i must take and shows me how to overcome it and gives me the power to overcome it Many people know this truth. But you see, this is where faith comes in. I said, this is where faith comes in. I said, this is where faith comes in. Because you can't please God without doing his will. I said, you cannot please God without doing God's will and this is where faith comes in faith to do what faith to give your life to Jesus or faith to lose your life whatever you call your life is to lose it for the sake of Jesus you see he he explained to us that he, he had his life here on earth. Yes, he was sent, but he had his life. And you see, Jesus was no more sent than we are recovered. In other words, you say, yeah, but he was sent, but we were here on our own. You are not here on your own. You are not here on your own. You don't know at whose decision you were brought in. And you don't know at whose decision you decided to believe in Jesus Christ and be born again. So you can't say you are here on your own. That's the, that's the deception. That's what Satan would deceive you about. It's not about you. Remember some time ago when I was sharing that a person of faith believes that it's not about him. Or it's not about her. It's about God. It's the same thing that the Bible says, and you who were dead in your trespasses, and you who were dead in your trespasses, has he quickened? 
has he brought back to life again in other words your life was a life that was a totally condemned life but he redeemed you through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and has given you a new life this life you will lose it if you don't live it for the sake of Jesus that is the way this is where faith comes in because you see faith comes in because there are going to be other challenges at the decision to live your life for Jesus I said there are going to be other challenges at the decision to live your life for Jesus and the number one legitimate challenge I said the number one legitimate challenge is going to be the needs of your natural life I'm not even talking about the excesses I'm not even talking about the excesses i.e. the cravings the lusts of the natural life no I'm not talking about that one I'm talking about the legitimate needs of this flesh that we live in and that has stood in the way of many people I said that has stood in the way of many people and that was why you realize that Jesus was always quick to explain to the disciples that the person that has given you life is aware that that this life must be lived in the body and therefore living this life in the body comes with needs and you can be sure for him to take care of it hallelujah and I can tell you that most of us the needs of our lives the natural needs of our lives are already taken care of by whatever God has provided for us it is the non-continuance in the word of God that has made us waste a lot of the provisions of God for our lives it is the non-continuance in the word of God that makes us waste the provisions of God for our lives and therefore we constantly find ourselves standing at a point of inadequacy hallelujah many of us we have followed the deceptions of Satan redescribing and rethinking what life is and what we must have and all those things so in following those things we are completely being led away from the way that we should choose and the way that we should walk many of us you see what we don't what we don't know is that there is a judgment that is awaiting us there is a judgment that awaits our lives and the judgment stands on this foot on the fact that everything we have and everything that we would have is given by God and therefore he would have the right to question us about what we did with it so the fact that you see the fact that you have needs is not a problem 
the problem is that satan will use these needs to make you not follow the road that will lead to you saving your life and the number one strategy of satan is to keep you away jesus i am ready to be a priest for you thank you for calling me for calling me so young ready for you raining for you when i'm just 16 come on raining for you raining for you when i'm just 16 oh yeah raining for you raining for you when i'm just 16 oh, 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 oh. raining for you raining for you when i'm just 16 you have given me i've lost none and whatever you have purposed my life to accomplish as in terms of all that will come to me shall be saved and have eternal life my life was lived such that all who came to me would have eternal life what is your life meant for i don't know but you see jesus showed you that even though you don't you may not know give it to him give it to him give it to him and it will be safe with him it will be safe with him and of course when you give it to him it is his responsibility to make sure that the needs of your life the legitimate needs of your life are met that's why he told the disciples when you are going take nothing and then when they came back he asked them as you went without taking anything did you lack anything did you lack anything they said nothing we lack nothing many of you would have been great tools in the hands of god in the hands of jesus christ you have been a great vessel of honor but the needs the legitimate needs and we see clearly jesus advised the, the pharisees and the people that were following him that the legitimate needs are blinding what you should see when he advised the labor not john chapter 6 again when he advised the labor not for the meat that perisheth labor not for the meat that perisheth 27 Jesus 26 rather he said Jesus answered and said verily I say unto you ye seek me not because you saw the miracles but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled so you're following me around it's not because you see that I am different I have come to deliver you no 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 you don't care about what I have come to offer you your main preoccupation is what what you get for free your main preoccupation is meat. But he said, labor for that. Labor not for the meat which perisheth. 
but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life which the son of man shall give unto you for him had God the father sealed hallelujah he says spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the son of man can give you for God the father has given him the seal of his approval hallelujah many of us just the natural needs are making us the natural needs are making us take journeys that we will discover that we lost our lives i said what do you mean that you are going to we're going to i mean didn't you say that if we believe in jesus christ we will have eternal life. Yes. Yes. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. But the believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in him as your savior. But he's not only your savior. He's not only your savior. He's also your deliverer. Your deliverer from the wastefulness and the distraction that exists here on earth. He's your deliverer. And you see, there are many, there are things I want to talk to you about. The things Jesus said that we should focus on. Because unless we focus on those things, the road that he will show us, we will never follow it. I said, unless we we, we, we think on those things that he has said, the road that he will show us, we will never follow it. One of the things he continually said which the Lord recently spoke to me about was the fact to think about heaven. To think about heaven. Stop thinking that when you think about heaven you are going to die. Silly. If I'm allowed to use it. Listen. You don't have to think about dying for the day of death to come. It will come. Whether you pray against it, whether you bind it, whether you lose it, it will come. Because it is appointed unto man wants to die what is of more importance is more to do whatever you can do or you you are allowed to do whilst you have this life that's that's the that's the only thing don't be worried about i'm going to die whether you are worried about it or not it will happen it's not your worry that is going to change anything and it's not it's not about whatever whatever god you see you may your faith would make you see things that will avoid early termination of your life by Satan. Yeah, your faith would make you see things and do things that would avoid early termination. Uh, Sometimes your faith would make you do things that would also grant you an extension. But even with the extension, there's still a deadline because God has not ordained that this flesh should live forever. So it is a flesh that will end. It's not you. Therefore, it is very important for us to think carefully. That unless we think about heaven, our current needs will always stand in our way. And at every stage of your life, your current needs have a tendency to make you not do what is right. Your current needs have a tendency to make you not do what is right. When you are a child, 
your natural self wants to play a lot it's all the time playing playing and it is it the effect is that it prevents you from doing sowing seeds of your life that will bring you a future harvest at every time of your life there's a seed that must be sown to bring a harvest later at every stage of your life and your whole life here on earth is also a seed that must be sown to bring a harvest but you see satan knowing your legitimate needs will always want to use it against you but unless you follow jesus satan would overpower you satan would deceive you satan was never able to deceive jesus so following jesus means that you can you you will never be able to be deceived by satan that that's a safety that's a safety so today as i i I bring this portion of the sermon to an end i want you to in summary in summary this is the message we have a duty to please god and jesus is our light on the things we must do to please god because he said the father is always with him because he pleases he does the things that pleases him and in summary the things that pleases him is to do his will do the will of god for his life the will of god for his purpose his visitation on earth and i'm saying to you and he said that the will of god was for him to lose nothing and um, the same thing that the will of God is for you not to lose the life that he has given you and Jesus has shown us how we can keep that life that he has given us by giving it to him Jesus period and I'm saying to you that what will stand in your way what you stand in your way is your natural the needs of your natural life and I'm not saying the illegitimate needs I'm saying the legitimate needs of your natural life but even then there is a wisdom and there is a help to overcome that difficulty if you follow Jesus and again it is it is by faith it is by faith that will make you overcome that obstacle of the needs of your natural life which Satan will try to 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 I mean inflate with so many deceptions with so many deceptions Telling you many lies about some of the needs. But that is why we need to follow Jesus. I said that is why we need to follow Jesus. And every problem and every lie that Satan will present to us, there is the truth of it in the word of God. It is no wonder Satan is fighting you from reading the word of God. Most of us are not, we don't, we don't, we don't wake up thinking we want to read the word of God. We don't sleep with a desire that we are waking up to read the word of God. No. But meanwhile, there are many other things that we sleep and sometimes even dream about it for the following morning to happen. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you that you shall not be defeated. Jesus is your light. Jesus is my light. Jesus is the wisdom and the power of God. As we follow him, I said, as we follow him, we shall save our lives by giving it to him. We shall overcome whatever is standing in our way. I said, we shall overcome through the light that comes from his word. His word that makes us see beyond 
what Satan will tell us using our natural senses. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you, Lord. We want to thank the Lord and thank Him for today. Oh, yes, thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Help me, Lord, help me to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I will follow him, no turning back. No turning back, no turning back. Whatever it takes, I will ask God for help. Whatever I need, I will ask him for strength. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Father, help me to follow Jesus. I have decided. Anoint me with your spirit in a mighty way. Follow Jesus. Open my eyes, the eyes of my understanding to see. To see clearly the lies of the enemy. That I may be distracted by none of them. I have that I may follow my Savior, the light of my life. Jesus. No turning back. I'm not turning back, Jesus. No turning back. Oh, yes. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back. I have decided. I have decided by your help, Lord. To follow. 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 I will follow my Savior. I will look unto him, the author and the finisher of my faith. He alone shall cause me to stand. He alone shall save my life. Therefore, I have decided to give him my life. As I follow him, I shall follow and walk in his wisdom. I shall follow and walk in his directives. His words shall mean everything to my life. My works shall demonstrate the truth of his word. And as I do, Lord, thank you. That you shall increase me. me. You shall increase me. Oh, yes. And I shall be free. And I shall be free from the lies, from the chains of the enemy who is taking advantage of the flesh. I am not telling to follow Jesus sing I have decided well sing it well I have decided to follow Jesus it's a decision it's a decision it's not a feeling it's a I have decision decided I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning the world behind me the world behind me the world behind the cross of Jesus, the cross of Calvary. Oh yes, the world behind me. Why I shall deny myself. 
where my own flesh, my flesh shall be crucified, that my spirit would live and direct my life. And through my spirit, I shall see beyond what my flesh can see. I shall hear beyond what my flesh can hear. I would know beyond what my flesh is able to give me. And my life shall be governed by the information and the messages and the revelations that I receive through my spirit as your Holy Spirit gives me. Thank you, Lord. I pray for your children that we shall walk in the wisdom of your word. We shall listen to the voice of your Holy Spirit, our advocate, our helper, who would teach us, who would guide us, who will strengthen us and who would help us holy spirit we shall never ignore you again we are conscious of your constant presence with us i'm not going to turn back i'll turn to you holy spirit when i get to a difficult place holy spirit let me hear your voice show me what to do no show me how to overcome no i'm going forward i'm not turning back Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Master Jesus. Do in my life. I surrender my life to you. Thank you. Come and change my story. My story is changed because of you. Give me a testimony. I have a testimony because of you. Do only what you know. Oh Jesus, Jesus. Do only you are everything to me, know Jesus. What to do. I surrender my all to you. Master I surrender Jesus. my all to you. Do only want to know. As you do in my life, what only you can do. That I may have I may a testimony my that God is true. That God is Give faithful. Testimony. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do Whatever he said, what you know he does. What to do. I don't want to lose my life. Do only what I don't want to lose my life, Lord. What to do. I want to save it. Because that is what you have Master given to Jesus, me. Do As Jesus said, you know that of all that you have given him, he should lose none. Lord, you gave me life. Come and change you my gave story. me life. Through Jesus. Give me a testimony. I shall not lose it. As I surrender it to you. I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender. I wanted to tell Jesus today that you surrender all your life. Your ambition, your dreams, everything about your life. You hand it over to Him. It's him. Have it, Lord. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender all oh, to thee, my blessed Savior. Oh, to, to thee, thee, my 
blessed Savior, I serve Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I surrender all to Jesus. I'm mindful of you, God, the giver of my life, the one with whom we have to do, the one with whom I have to do. I surrender my life to Jesus that he may keep it safe to reveal it on that day when I stand before you. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to receive Jesus into my life as my Lord and Savior. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he shall not enter into the kingdom. It is not enough to be going to church. Church cannot save you. It's Jesus who saves. And therefore, wherever you are, you want to say, Pastor, please, I want to give my life to Jesus. I may not see you, but God sees you and knows you are naked before him. He sees you through and through. And therefore, whatever you say in your heart to him, he hears. So as you follow in this prayer, he hears your heart's prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. For giving me life. For giving me life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For living my life. For living my life. As if. As if. I got it myself. I got it myself. But you gave it to me. But you gave it to me. Therefore I come to you. Therefore I come to you. To submit it to you. To submit it to you. As I ask you. As I ask you. To forgive me of my sins. To forgive me of all my sins. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That Jesus Christ is your son. That Jesus Christ is a son. Who came to die for my sins. Who came to die for my sins. And rose again on the third day. And rose again on the third day. Seated at your right hand. Seated at the right hand. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. As my Lord. As my Lord. And as my Savior. And as my Savior. From today. From today. Father. Father. Grant me your spirit. Grant me your spirit. To live for Jesus. To live for Jesus. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. Satan. Then Satan. I want you to know. I want you to know. That today marks your end. That today marks your end. Of manipulating me. Of manipulating me. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Therefore I command you. Therefore I command you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That you cease every work in my life. That you cease every work in my life. As I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. As I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. To lead me. Today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For my salvation. For my salvation. Amen. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.